This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. I hope that you've all enjoyed this Christmas holiday, though it has definitely seemed a bit different for some of us. Uh, Still, there is so, so much to be grateful for. There really is. And honestly, I can't say that this is my favorite time of the year, um, only because I tend to find it very, very stressful. And even though it's supposed to be a celebration of the birth of Jesus, even though it's nearly certain that he was not born in December at all. That's a whole nother. It seems that even among Christians, there's far more focus on everything but him. And with the exception of maybe a few carols and stories and decorations, this could easily look like and be like just about any other holiday if we did not know what it was supposed to represent. So I hope that in addition to all the holiday hype and cheer, you also had some time to really reflect on the one it is supposed to all be about. And of course, I believe that we should not have to have just one or two or three times a year when we are focused on him and his life. I really think we should be thinking about him and focused on him all the time, his life and his death. Yes, I do realize that he is not still on the cross, nor is he still in the grave. But that experience that he endured at the end of his earthly life, really, it helps me to keep my day-to-day life in perspective, including all of the negative and all the challenging things that are guaranteed to happen to all of us. And yes, I did say guaranteed. If you are a Christian and you are trying to live right, You will have to deal with tribulations and persecutions of all kinds. The Bible promises it. But we're also encouraged to be of good cheer. In other words, don't worry about it. Since Jesus himself has already overcome the world and we are in him, so have we. And that's why remembering the finished work of Calvary is huge. It really should never be something that's too far from our minds. Like, The whole thing, not just, oh, yeah, Jesus died for me, but what he went through, the way that he died, willingly surrendering himself without defense to a bunch of heathens to brutalize him and strip him naked and rip out his beard, beat him beyond recognition, and not because of anything he did, but for us, and knowing that The people that he was dying for, many of them would still not believe him, would still not serve him, would still not respect him or submit to him. That's just crazy. And then he could have easily shut that whole thing down. And every one of them that tried to take his life, because they didn't actually take his life, right? He laid it down. But every one of them would have fallen to the ground dead. But he's hanging on the cross, made of wood from a tree that he created. Bleeding, choking, dying, and he says, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. 
I'm telling you, I know this is not about the death of Christ, but I'm telling you, whenever I think about that whole episode, it really just blows my mind. And Christmas is supposed to be an acknowledgement, at the very least, an acknowledgement and a celebration of the birth of Jesus, which honestly I find just as amazing as when I think about his death. Because check this out, just as his death for all mankind was voluntary, so was his birth. He, He didn't have to do that. But in order for him to make the great exchange for us, He first had to be willing to become flesh like us and then pay the penalty of death for us. And as magnificent and amazing as the human body is, it is also frail and decaying and it's a shell that grows weaker and more run down over the passage of time. Listen to this in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word. He's talking about Jesus. And the Word was with God. And the Word, Jesus, was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Verse 14 says this, and the word, talking about Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So to be clear, Jesus did not become God once he grew into manhood before his death. He stuffed his total godness, the whole of his deity, into the frame of a seed, not just even a baby. He stuffed his godness into a seed, which would become the child in Mary's womb. That alone is just like wild to me, because he could have easily taken on the frame of a full-grown man and transported himself here somehow. But he started this life just like each one of us, in the womb of a woman to grow and be born and then delivered into this world, just like I was, just like you were. And even in all of his godness, he shows up here and is 100% dependent on a teenage mother to care for him, feed him, bathe him, dress him, and carry him around every single day for at least the first year or two of his life. He has to learn how to see the world that he created. He has to learn to hear and recognize the sounds of music that he created. He has to learn to walk, to feed himself, to wash himself, to go to the bathroom, to dress himself, and to speak, read, and understand a language that he created. And all of this was his choice. A choice that he could have easily avoided. I'm telling you, there's so much to unpack in just that little story of the birth. But I'm just 
think about standard development and all that a child goes through in growing up and think Jesus went through all of that. And since nothing he's ever done has ever been random or without purpose, just think about it. The whole myth of independence that we all worship so much, not ever wanting to have to need anyone for anything, and not wanting anyone to have to need anything from us. What a message Jesus gave us about that, just in the way that he chose to come to earth and be totally dependent on somebody else. The whole learning how to interact with a world filled with creatures, concepts, ideas that were born inside of his mind, his heart, his imagination. How many times have people tried to take credit for work that we have done, ideas that we came up with, things that would have never even happened if it were not for us? And then there's the whole learning how to trust people. A baby has absolutely no choice but to trust the ones who are supposed to care for them. I could do a whole episode just on trust alone. And can you imagine being the creator of all things and yet going through a period of your life needing constant supervision, constant handholding, and constant direction? And if that were not all enough... There's one more thing that I barely can even wrap my mind around. You listen to last week's episode. I mentioned how we as humans have this thing in us that seems to require pain and discomfort in order for there to be change in our life. And though I know that there's some of you who may be listening and you can't relate because you feel like you're in a a constant state of passionate pursuit of Jesus and, and you don't require pain or discomfort to drive you to your knees or in my case, to drive you to your face (laughs) on the ground before you, before him. Maybe that's just not your story, but that's not my reality and my truth today. That's my goal, that it doesn't take all that, but that's just not my story today. And I believe that for the wider majority of those who are called followers of Christ, it may not be their story either, which is a major reason why I believe we have not yet seen the extent of the challenges that we are going to have to go through. Even though things have been challenging and difficult in one way or another, not many of us, truthfully, have reached the point of desperation in our life that has made us turn to him and say, Lord, do whatever it takes. What I want it, I welcome it, I'll take it. All I want is to be glorified. All I want is for you to receive your reward. And what is the reward of his suffering? It's voluntary, passionate, authentic, selfless, and sincere love for him. That's the goal, family. That's what this whole thing is all about. I did this episode a few weeks ago about love and what it looks like. God just does not define it the way that we do. But the good news is it can be learned. And Jesus gave an example of that too. And it's Hebrews Chapter 5, Paul tells us what it is. Verse 8, this is what it says. Although he was a son. This is talking about Jesus. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. This verse of scripture completely blows my mind. This is talking about Jesus, not some other 
character in the Bible. Jesus, the God-man, the one who was in the beginning with God and was God, the same one who became flesh and dwelt among us, he had to learn to be obedient just like me and you. Is that not the craziest thing ever? So when I'm telling you to get ready because there is more yet for us to go through, and when I'm telling you that it is discomfort and difficulty and suffering that will perfect the love of God in us, I'm telling you that because it's the way of all flesh. Except, of course, for those of you who are somehow different and more spiritual than the rest of us, including Jesus, but that's a whole nother. I'm telling you this so you can understand and be prepared and make a commitment to Jesus to go through whatever it will take for you to reflect as much of him as you possibly can while you're on this earth. Really, that's what living out loud is all about. If you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus, you have already been divinely infused with the spirit of the living God. He lives in you and you live in him right now. And so to live out loud, really all we have to do is learn how to grow more and more in the reality of who we are in him and who he is in us. And when we do, that's when we will effortlessly allow him to be seen in our lives. We live out loud when we allow him to live through us. He didn't allow himself to go through all that he went through and prepare a way and make a path for us to be able to live this kind of life, for us to not run this race with excellence and finish well. We cannot forget we are right now his image bearers. We are the Imago Dei. We are his reflection in the earth. And so I'm challenging you to make a decision and a commitment to him today. Even if you don't feel like you know what to do, even if you're afraid, even if you don't fully understand what that will look like or mean for you in your life, make a commitment to him today to welcome whatever is ahead. Not just endure it, welcome it. Whatever is ahead, whatever it takes to usher you more deeply into dependence on him until there is no goal, there is no value, there is no priority that is above or outside of him. I'm thinking about that old hymn. My times are in thy hand. Whatever they may be, pleasing or painful, dark or bright, as best may seem to thee. My times are in thy hand. I will always trust in thee. And when that becomes the cry of our hearts, with our faces turned only to him, that's when, family, that's when we will all start living boldly out loud.